Here's what's coming up on today's show. Sometimes it does make sense to file early, but a lot of cases not. The key is find out what is best for you uh, to get it uh, hammered down to the right age so you're not guessing at it. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George, along with Mike Coynan, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. And today, Mike, we're going to dismantle some of the top Social Security myths. And I know this is a lot of what you do. And there are a lot of myths out there, aren't there? There are. And we've been doing these seminars for about a decade now. So we've seen and heard almost all of them. Yeah. So we're going to take through take you through these today, kind of dismantle them help make sense of them and, and explain why, you know, these are maybe commonly held beliefs or assumptions, but why they aren't always true. If you have questions for us, again, you can always find us online, principalpreservationservices.com is the website, and the phone number is 855-987-8888. Everything else good in the office, Mike? You know, things are good. It's uh, spring, and we're hitting 70s and 80s this week, which is, you know, above average, which is great, and um uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're busy. We've we've had a you know, the markets are as they are up and down, mm-hmm. and, and uh, looking to get past these rate hikes and uh, make the make the market stronger and, and better for our clients as well. But um, overall, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to our daughter getting married this summer. Um, there's a lot of good things to look forward to. Just um, a little camping this summer as well. So we've got some things on the agenda with that. A couple of trips we have scheduled as well since I didn't do a spring break trip. So I'm yeah. looking forward to get a little break and enjoy, I guess, the fruits of your labor a little bit, have a little bit of time off. Absolutely. I know you love this time of the year, so we won't hold you here too long, but I do want to <laughs> get into some social security myths with you. I got 10 yeah. I want to run through today. Let's start with this first one. Uh, the Social Security Administration, while they are there to assist you in some needs. They're not going to help you make the best decision about when to start your benefit, right? Absolutely not. They're not going to, you know, they're not even supposed to give advice. I mean, we have a page I show in my seminars that they're, you know, their handbook, the employee handbook, they're, they're just to really take your data, sign you up for Social Security. They're really not to give advice. And sometimes they do give advice, and it's the wrong advice anyway. So um, there's been so many people through the years, Ben, that have gone to Social Security, talked with them signed up for the benefits, and then, uh, this is pre-COVID too, because now they're not really still not doing uh, meetings inside the, ben- you know, they're doing them over the phone still, but they'd come back and then um, I talked to them or they get a referral and they weren't, I said, did they tell you about, you could do this, you could do that? And they're like, no, I had no idea. And so they're they're not giving the, the best strategy for sure. Um, even when they were, they had the rights to take get some some free dollars out of Social Security and make uh, the most out of it. So it's very unfortunate because you know you could put leave a lot of dollars on tables, and, and some people that's maybe only tens of thousands of dollars. Sometimes it's hundreds of thousands of dollars because they don't uh, they don't tell you the best time to take it or run any different scenarios or strategies for you. All right, that's myth number one. What about myth number two? that you won't get any social security if you were a stay-at-home mom. So even for those people that are stay-at-home moms, they still might be eligible, right? Yeah. I mean, as of the rules are today, they're same rules as it was when it was implemented. And you have to go back to, you know, 1937, you know, when social security taxes were taken out. How many people were working outside the home in 1937? One, you know, right. mo- mostly, right? 
And so totally different than the world we live in today. But they actually, to encourage that, they they allowed the spouse who stayed home, typically mom, you know, grandma, great-grandma, whatever it was at the time, stay home and actually get half of their spouse's benefits because their job was, you know, to raise a family. And they had big families back in the day as well, too. So, um, And so you're eligible to get half, even if you didn't put enough money into Social Security or or, uh, accrued the 40 credits to qualify for Social Security. So uh, now I don't want to get in great detail here about what half. You don't get half of what the maximum is at 70 if if your spouse delayed it. You get half of what it would have been at at your spouse's full retirement age as long as you wait till full retirement age. So there's a lot more details to it, but you are eligible as long as you're married and you have to be married for at least nine months to qualify uh, to collect benefits on your um, spouse. All right. So again, if you are unfamiliar with that, you want to follow up with your financial planner, your advisor, whoever you work with to, uh, to sort that out. But don't just assume that you'll be left out on that one. So number three for myths here for Social Security myths, uh, you won't pay any taxes on your Social Security since you've already paid taxes on that money when you've paid into the system. Wish it was that simple, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was. Um, yeah, well, there, it, it does get complicated. There's currently 11 states that tax it on the state level. Minnesota being one of them, uh, Wisconsin does not tax your Social Security, but there's 11 states that out of the 50 that still tax your Social Security. And it's not a guarantee they will, uh, but there's a formula called the provisional income formula. So it all depends um, on the federal level. If you pay taxes on Social Security, you have to use this formula. What they do is they take half of your Social Security plus any other income or pensions or retirement fund income you might have and put it into this chart. And if you're over a certain level, you pay partial social security tax, taxes on your social security, uh, maximum up to 85%. And so if you pay it on the federal level, that means that it gets moved to the state level as well if that state does tax it. So unfortunately, it was never designed to be taxed. Prior to 1984, nobody paid taxes on social security. We're finding more and more, the higher percentage of people in retirement are paying taxes on their social security because they've never adjusted those tax brackets on social security taxation. So um, it's, it gets to be real confusing, but unfortunately most people are paying taxes. Yeah. We always, we often get a lot of wake up calls when it comes to taxes, right? We, we assume that we might not have to pay on something, but uh, the government finds a way to get their money uh, multiple yeah, they times do. in many cases. All right. Myth number four, uh, and this is maybe the, the biggest uh, concern many people have is that there's not going to be any Social Security left by the time you get to retirement. I hear this a lot, you know, and I've done some advertising on maybe Facebook in the past. I haven't for a while, but you get a lot of people leaving comments that they seem to know everything about Social Security <laughs> and take it as soon as you can because it won't be there, you know, but you got to be careful because if you're taking it too early, you could pay penalties. So now the, the financial reports haven't really changed the last you know, few years, they have enough money to fund it through the year 2034. So roughly 10 and a half years as is, okay? okay? If they don't make changes. And if they don't make changes, people are gonna lose just almost a quarter of their their benefit, okay? Which is gonna cause an uproar, right? <laughs> if that was the case, mm-hmm. it was, that, was that to happen. But um, they're gonna have enough money to fund it in our lifetime. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things that are on the agenda, on the docket, so to speak, about what they're going to do to make it more uh, solvent. And obviously taxes is going to be one of it, raising more taxes and possibly 
um, you know, postponing Social Security for certain age groups. Uh, they can't take it as early as the other because we're living longer as well. So there's going to be some other ways to make it more solvent, and I believe hmm. that's on the uh, coming up in the next year or two. Yeah. But I'm not concerned about it. You know, not being there. I just think at uh, at my full retirement age is 67. Mine might actually be 68. You know, they might move it out a whole year. Right. Um, they might even might even eliminate starting at 62. It might be 63 for me. Hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of different changes that are going to happen, but taxes are probably one, and postponing the start date for certain people will be another. Uh, that'll come up higher priority than actually decreasing your benefit. Yeah, there, there's different ways they can tweak that for sure. It just doesn't seem like they let it go uh, altogether. They, they'd make adjustments, but mm-hmm. be prepared for that uh, possibility as, as you get closer to retirement. And you touched on this, Mike, uh, myth number five, kind of tying into that, is that you know people believe that you should claim Social Security as soon as you're eligible, like a lot of these uh, people online seem to believe. Yeah, and you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't ever. Uh, we've right. given advice for a lot of people to do that, but it's it's usually the the ones we take tell them to take it early are people who maybe retired early. Um, they have pensions as well, and it's really not going to make a difference whether they delay or not because for some it's it's not going to make a big difference. Maybe it's a health reason. Um, if you have some health issues, delaying your benefit doesn't make a lot of sense unless you're the highest social security benefit earner and maybe you want to raise it as long as you can so your your spouse who might be a widow widower would receive that bigger benefit so there's a lot of details to it but we want to make sure you're making the right decision and especially if you're working and you want to collect well you have to understand there's an earnings test and so you're limited how much money you can make and collect and we've met so many people through the years that were given advice by their old advisor unfortunately or by just coworkers to take their benefit, and then they're making too much money, and for every two dollars you go above this the, the limit, they take a dollar away in your benefit as a penalty, and they withhold it from you until you reach your full retirement age. So you're getting penalized. It doesn't make any sense. And so we want people to understand what that earnings test looks like, and does it make sense for you to collect? Now maybe in a in a situation where it's a um, you have husband and wife working and maybe she didn't have much of a benefit anyways. Maybe she stayed home, raised the kids many years, and now she's doing something part-time. And we see like a lot of cases where maybe they're working in the lunchroom or they're a teacher's assistant, but they're making 15000 18000 a year. Well, go ahead. Then go ahead and collect and still work because you're still under the earnings limit. You're not going to be penalized. And you're not going to see a huge difference in your benefit anyways by delaying. I'm not saying it doesn't go up, but it's not. I'd much rather have your benefit go up 8% on a bigger benefit than a smaller benefit. So we're trying to make sure that your the financial needs are being met, your income needs are being met, and sometimes it does make sense to file early, but a lot of cases not. The key is find out what is best for you uh, to get it uh, hammered down to the right age so you're not guessing at it. Right. Talking about top Social Security myths of 2023 here on the Retirement Reality Podcast. Uh, Myth number six, you can't work and receive Social Security benefits at the same time. Is that not true? Well, you can as long as you meet that income. If you're you're collecting Social Security before your full retirement age, and that's anywhere from 66 all the way up to 67, depends on what year you're born. 
if you collect it early, you have to watch your income. If they, they set income parameters, if you're once you're above those parameters, you will have penalties. Um, but once you're your full retirement age, let's just say you're born in 1956. And so your full retirement age is uh, 66 and six months and you want to work and collect, go ahead. And so you can make 150000 a year at your job and you can collect your dollars $40,000 a year from Social Security at the same time. And you won't be penalized under the earnings test. You will be taxed on Social Security for sure, but you can do both. And so the, the, I think what people get uh, mixed up a little bit is the earnings test and taxes are two separate deals. And they're totally different. They have nothing to do with each other. But you, once you're full retirement age, you can collect and do both. And we've had some people do that because they're like, I want to pay them off my house sooner. I want to build up a, an emergency fund because all these years I've been paycheck to paycheck. And I really don't have six months of my expenses set aside. So I want to make sure I have an emergency fund built up. Or you want to make sure your debts are paid off or cars are paid off or whatever it might be. So they're double dipping for a period of time, whether it's a year, two years sometimes, just enough to collect and do both. Um, but you can do that as long as you're watching your income or you're after your full retirement age. All right. Myth number seven, Social Security benefits are only for U.S. citizens. Not true. No, it's okay. not true. So um, you could be a, a legal alien you know, of, you know, from another country and collect Social Security. You're paying into it here. So as long as things are legitimate, you know, so one of my employees is from England. So she's not a U.S. citizen yet, but she's working on that to get a dual citizenship, but she's paying into Social Security, so she's eligible to get Social Security as well. The key is, um, as long as you're, you, you get the right, docu right documentation to do that, you can do collect Social Security. Obviously, if you're not um, legally here, you're not gonna be able to collect. All right, good one, to, good uh, information to know there. All right, uh, a few more left here. For people with a pension, might want to hear this one. If you mm -hmm. have a pension, you will not be eligible for Social Security benefits. Yeah, there's certain pensions. Very few are, are like this. But if you work for the railroad, um, you are not paying into Social Security. The railroad has their own uh, plan. And so you get, you get a pretty nice pension if you work for the railroad for several years. So while you're working for the railroad, nothing came out of your paycheck to fund Social Security. So therefore, you don't get one. Um, if you're the old uh, federal government employees, it's the CSRS, Civil Service Retirement System, the old plan, you're not funding Social Security as well, so you don't get that. But you can get as much as 80% of your your um, working wage in retirement. So, I mean, that's a nice benefit as well. Um, and also certain um, state and local governments. So we work with some police officers or detectives who certain uh certain um, individuals who worked for the state, they were not funding their social security as well. Um, even pastors have the right to um, fund social security or not fund social security. So they have this opt-in or opt-out option. So if that's the case, if you were, didn't pay into social security at all, if that's you worked your whole, you know, your whole career in those one with one of those pensions, you will not get a benefit. But what we have been finding, if people said, "Well, I had these part-time jobs and I had this other income before or after I worked for the the government," um, so you qualified for Social Security and you qualified for the pension that you didn't fund Social Security, you actually get both, but you don't get the whole amount. So. 
uh, there, it's called a WEP, Windfall Elimination Period. It gets sounds a little confusing, confusing, but we have the software to show you what you would get. Um, you can bring your income in for all these years when you were not funding the pension, and um, we can give you a, the benefit. It's it's unfortunately a lot less. So some people thinking you're going to get this twenty five hundred dollar Social Security along with your five thousand dollar month pension. It doesn't work that way. Most of the time, we're finding you're getting maybe a a quarter or a third of your Social Security with the pension if you funded it outside of work that wasn't taking that Social Security out. So very few people we run into. We run this once or twice a year where people were not funding it, but it can happen. All right. A couple more myths here. This one maybe surprises me a little bit, but Social Security benefits are based on your income and assets. That's not true? No, just, just income. Um, assets have nothing to do with it. And as a disclaimer, it could happen, and I'll explain that. But income, uh, Social Security is based off your last 35 years of your, your highest 35 years of income that you've, you've made in your career. So it's unlike the state um, pensions, where state pension is, looks at the high five, the highest five years of work. The federal government, they look at the highest 36 months, three years of your work history to determine your pension. But Social Security will look at the highest 35, so of income. Now, when I say assets, no, not yet, but you know, there's possible means testing. So this is some things that they've talked about. Well, what if they look at, because um, right now for Medicare uh, Part B and Medicare Part D, the more income you make, the more you pay for your Medicare Part B supplement. I'm part, not supplement, your Part B uh, Medicare and your Part D, which is the prescription drug plan. Okay. Now, what if they do that with Social Security down the line? Says, we're going to decide how much of your Social Security you really need because maybe, maybe you have, you know, a million dollars in your IRA. And we think that you're above the national average or above the average in the state or county or whatever they're going to do and says we don't think you need all your social security because you also have maybe a pension you have 401ks and we're going to pull 10 or 20 or 30 percent of your benefit and give it to somebody else who needs it so that's means testing penalizing you for making more money or having more assets that could happen i'm not saying it will but it could happen they look at the whole picture but right now it's not based off your assets but it could be it could be means tested in the future which for the people who, you know, really sacrificed and was dis- they were disciplined and did with without, put as much money aside in the retirement plans, they're going to be really, ha- you know, they're happy about it, but they're not going to be happy if they do the means testing for the ones who had the opportunity to save and didn't, right? Mm-hmm. All right, takes us to our last one here, Mike. Uh, myth number 10, your Social Security benefits are based on your last job salary. Uh, yes and no. Um, like I mentioned in the previous myth, they take the highest 35 earning years. But if when you log in online to Social Security and you're still working, they'll have a little statement on there where you know as, the assumptions on your benefit are based off of that you're continuing to make that same amount of income that you've been making uh, the last how many years as well. So, so yes, in a sense that that they're looking at your future benefit to be. Um, based off of you're going to continue to keep making this income that you've been making. So we have seen people who have actually showed their benefit was going to be such a dollar amount, and then they went to maybe a reduced time. Maybe uh, they're only working maybe two-thirds the hours or half the hours. 
the last couple of years, well, they can actually see their benefit drop a little bit because of that, because um, their income has dropped. But they do take the highest 35 years. So the key is you got to go back 35 years from now. We're looking at the year, what, 1988. And, mm-hmm. you know, income back then, it's like, how did we live off of, you know, Fourteen or eighteen thousand dollars a year back in those days, but um, obviously with inflation and what the numbers are at. But part ten is part true and part not true. All right. Well, there's a lot that goes into Social Security, as you can see, and it's not just a hey when you turn sixty two, turn it on and go. There's a lot to discuss with your financial yeah. advisor. So if you haven't done that uh, and need someone to speak to, you can always reach out to Principal Preservation Services at principalpreservationservices.com or give Mike a call 855-987-8888 because this is such a key piece of your retirement income. You got to get it right, right, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. Social security is the biggest mystery and I think the least um, time spent for people putting into their plans. So make sure you want to you know, get the most out of it and we can run some free reports for you. All right. Again, you can call Mike 855-987-8888 if you want to take advantage of that. That'll do it for us here on the Retirement Reality Podcast. For Mike Coynan, I am Ben George. Take care. Have a good week. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.